Welcome to our monthly Farmside Today podcast from the Royal Pharmaceutical Society. I'm Helena Rosado. I work in the science and research team at the RPS. I'm uh, here covering for Professor Gino Martini, uh, RPS chief scientist today. Gino couldn't be with us. Today we have with us Dr. Janet Halliday. Janet is a member of our Industrial Pharmacies Forum. Welcome, Janet. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Janet. I am a pharmacist. I'm a fellow of the faculty of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society and I have spent my whole career in industry. I work with Ferring Pharmaceuticals who specialise in reproductive medicine and maternal health, urology and gastroenterology. So Janet, today you're here to talk to us about women's health. Correct, I wish to talk about women's health matters. I'm a drug delivery specialist I work in getting the drugs to the patients in the best possible way. So what is the best way to deliver the drug to the patient? I thought it was all about uh, tablets and capsules. My area of expertise is looking at delivery systems other than oral formats. So for example, in breast cancer, women will be given oral therapy for up to five years and we know that the concordance is very poor. Every single day the woman takes a tablet, reminds herself that she's had breast cancer, I've had breast cancer, I've had breast cancer. One drug delivery solution could be to have an annual injection. So when the lady goes along to the oncologist, has the checkup for the breast cancer, they then gets the, the injection and that's her for a year. Why is a, a one-year injection better? The side effects from oral therapy can often be considerable. And it's that um, reminder every single day and the psychological effect on a patient that they've had cancer can sometimes illogically cause them to stop taking their preventative medication. So Janet, what else is new in drug delivery? When we think about um, mums, they take their babies along for their flu vaccinations or other sorts of vaccinations. So now we have a nasal spray uh, vaccination, which is much preferable than having the, the babies injected, the babies get upset, the mums get upset, the dads get upset. Are there any effects to the nasal spray? When you've squirted some solution up into the nasal passages, yes, there might be a bit of snuffling and sneezing, but it's a lot better than the the injection. Other nasal formulations are available. So, for example, there's a ketamine nasal spray now for depression. And in the women's health area, there's also nasal administration of oxytocin. So women who've had a C-section may not have the oxytocin kick in. It's usually um, kicked in by the vaginal birth process. So if women have problems with milk coming down, then a nasal spray 10-15 minutes before a feed can help the milk come down more naturally. So nasal spray seems to be very well tolerated. uh, In in general, it's it's a good alternate method of drug delivery. So what is the third area you would like to talk about today? One of the other large areas of interest in women's health is endometriosis. The number of patients with endometriosis is as large as the number of women with diabetes. I'm surprised about that statistic. Yes, when you think about the publicity around about diabetes compared to the publicity we hear about endometriosis, it does surprise people. Infertility often triggers the diagnosis of endometriosis. But the drugs used to treat 
Endometriosis are often hormonal in nature, be the oral contraceptive or injections of GnRH agonists. So people are trying to get pregnant, but we actually interrupt the ovulatory pathways. There are a number of companies looking at non-hormonal treatments of endometriosis. So at the end, the patient can still get pregnant and the endometriosis is treated. So what's your message today for pharmacists? So my message to pharmacists is that there is a place for you in industry. Industry is always focused on the patient. As a pharmacist, that's where our focus is. With so many women uh, suffering from uh, endometriosis, what can pharmacists do to help? Well, you could imagine a pharmacist being in a situation where a a woman's coming in for over-the-counter medication for monthly pain. And as time goes by, she moves from a a single pharmaceutical ingredient, ibuprofen, to a combination of ibuprofen, paracetamol. And then a while later, she comes in with a prescription for stronger painkillers, obviously escalating in pain. That's a point that perhaps a pharmacist could say, have you spoken to your GP about endometriosis? Because it's such an unrecognised condition that maybe pharmacists can help patients get along that pathway quicker than the 7 to 10 years that we've discussed already. Drug delivery uh, via nasal spray seems like a really interesting area. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, nasal sprays? Well, yes, the nasal flu vaccine was originally developed for use in children, but it's now expanding uh, in use in, in adults who perhaps were reluctant to have the annual flu vaccine because it involved an injection, but now we can use it in older patients also, which is an extra advantage of the delivery system. So I'd like to thank the RPS for this opportunity to highlight that women's health matters. Thank you, Janet. Thank you.